We're going to be now learning Daf Yud Beis. Um, today's share, or tonight's share, I should say, is for Rafu Shlema, the card of Mamish to Rafal Chaim Meir, Ben Sima Chasha. Should have a, uh, a speedy Rafu Shlema, Nisim and Niflois. Okay, let's continue. All right, so we said the. <coughs> The Mishnah said that the uh, Chayra. He says that when the, the Mishnah said that when the master um, redeems, uh, I should say, gives this starshicher to the Eved. So he says Shem Lazun that if the if the Odin wants, if the uh, master wants, he does not have to sustain his uh, servant. So the Gemara says, we're holding Shem So the Gemara says, if the master wishes, he does not have to sustain his slave, and he's allowed to act accordingly. So the Gemara says, Shamas Mina, you conclude from this Mishnah, you can learn from this Mishnah, that the master, the Rav, is, able, is legally able to say, right? Sounds familiar? Some people have this mindset. The, the master says that he can say the chayro can come out. He can legally say to his uh, servant, "Work for me, but I will not. Uh, I'm not going to sustain you." <laughs> that's what comes out from the Mishnah. It will come out that a person can say, "I say imi, work for me, and I'm not going to sustain you." So the Gemara says, "Absolutely not. This is not. You cannot bring a proof from our Mishnah that Shemirtzer that a guy could tell that a servant, a master could tell a servant." That worked for me, and I'm not going to sustain you. It doesn't work that way. So he says, "Why? How come I skin? What are we dealing with in our Mishnah? The Amri Lei. We're dealing with a case, the Amrar Lei, where he said to the slave, "Say, Maisi Odecha Secha. That spend your earnings to sustain your yourself. In other words, he said, "I'm not going to. I'm not going to provide for you. Rather, you work." You work for me, and you make money, and you uh, have to, it's like when somebody comes to work and you say, uh, the guy says, I want to I wanna get paid for lunch. I'm sorry, you get paid, I pay you $15, $20 an hour, pay for your own lunch. So that's what he says, I'm not, I am not going to provide you, meaning you work, you earn, you earn your own money for your own sustenance, um, and, and you have to buy your own lunch. But it does not mean that the master can force a slave to work for him without providing him with miscellaneous with sustenance. So the Gemara asks the Kavosi Gabi Isha with regards to a wife. Uh, you can have the, you can ask a question. The Chayra, the Amar Le, the Amar La. In the case in the, in regards to when the Mishnah said it, with regards to a wife, we said that the, that the husband can never tell his wife, "I'm not going to I'm not going to support you." Now, if the case is that um, the the master is telling the servant that you make your own money and buy your own lunch. So in regards to a wife, um, you could explain the same thing. The Amar La, that uh, he said to her, Spend your earnings to sustain yourself. In other words, the Mishnah rules that a person, like we said, cannot exempt himself from the obligation to provide sustenance for his wife. So the the question is, Isha why in this case, can't um, can he do that? He's uh, he's permitted to make a tonight with his wife that she will keep all her earnings and not receive sustenance from him. But the comes out from our Mishnah that the difference between a slave and a wife is that a, a slave he could make such a tonight 
and the wife he can't. The question is why not? We know Apiyalachi, he can make such a tanai with his wife, saying that anything that you work goes to you, but I'm not going to support you. The Gemara says, Isha, when the Mishnah mentions the case of the wife earning the money, is talking about Bidalai Safka. She, uh, she doesn't earn a sufficient sustenance for herself. She goes to work, but <laughs> she doesn't get paid, right? She works in one of the maestas. She doesn't, she doesn't make money. <laughs> what if she's a big. Chasrashon, I shouldn't talk that way. What? Okay. No, no. So we're talking about. So the Midrash is talking about that uh, that uh, that it's not sufficient for his sustenance. In that case, the husband cannot make a tanai and say, "Oh, you go to work, so you keep your earnings." Yishkoyach, you know. So uh, so the Gemara asks the Shaila, if so, Evanami b'deloi sofik, the case that a slave also is, uh, is referring to the situation. Whereas earnings also are not sufficient for his sustenance. And in other, in other words, he makes money, but it's not enough to sustain himself. So nevertheless, we see that his other can refuse to sustain him. So you should be able to say that the Mishnah is talking about that the, and nevertheless, we see that the Mishnah could tell his other than that. In other words, work for me, but I will not sustain you. So the more answers and says, no, A slave who is not even worth the bread that he consumes. In other words, the guy says that you're that you're working and you're not even producing for me enough to pay for your bread, the mori the mosa the mai mitfi. So what is why for what is he needed by his master or his, or his, his, the the master's wife? In other words, if the value of the labor that he does doesn't even pay for the cost of the sustenance, it's like imagine you have a, you have a goya, and and the work the, the work that she does, she's eating yichve's lunch from your fridge, and she doesn't even produce that amount of work. Exactly. So the Mishnah certainly does not refer to a case of this kind. So in regards to a wife, the marriage does not depend on her ability to provide for herself for earnings. So one cannot prove from the Mishnah that a Odin can say to his slave, work for me, but I will not sustain for you. So now the Gemara is going to bring a different rayas to say, we want to know um, in this, if a person could say to a servant, so we would try to bring a proof from our Mishnah that he quotes, or, or, or from the following, um, right? We try to bring that the Odin could say, So the Gemara says that you can't bring such a raya. So now the Gemara now is going to bring, try to bring a few Toshmas, uh, a few rayas that a person could, that Odin could do that. Okay, so now the Gemara brings the first raya. Toshma, come and bring a raya from this Braisa. Let's say a slave who killed uh, unintentionally, killed by mistake. So now he has to go to Ari Miklut. He has to go to the city of refuge. So, Ein Rabbi Chayel Zayni. The halach is that his master is not required to sustain him. And not only that, his earnings, also whatever he makes in the city of refuge, also belong to his master. Now, Shema Mino. So the Gemara says that Lechera, from this Brisa, it will come out at Yocha Harav Lamer Levit. So Lechera can come out from this Brisa that the master can tell his servant, Asay Imi Zancha. Now, the fact that, the fact that in this case, the, uh, the slave is now uh, is exiled to Ari Miklat, and we know the master, the Odin, is entitled to all his earnings, despite the fact that he has to sustain him. That's what, that's what the Bryce says. He's not, he's not sustaining him. So, so that's the point. The point is he's not sustaining him yet. 
he's entitled to all his earnings. So the Chayra should come out, the Amr say, So the Chayra will come out from this uh, Mishnah, or this price, I should say, that the master can tell him, spend your earnings to sustain yourself. So the Gemara, well, so the Gemara says, if so, if the, if the master said to his slave, said this to his slave, so so then the question is, if that's the case, so why does his earnings belong to his master? If the if the now made a tanai that he should sustain himself, so fine, sustain yourself, but you don't get you don't you don't get the earnings. So the Gemara answers and says, We're talking about the extra. In other words, he makes more money than he needs. So if the slave works and he makes more money than uh, the cost of his sustenance, then the hadafa, the extra money he makes, belongs to the Odin. So the Gemara says, Hadafa, if we're talking about the extra pshita, obviously belongs to the Odin. Why would the Bryson need to tell me that? So the Gemara answers and says, you would think, since in the case when he does not work enough, so we know in that case, if, if he does not work enough, if he does not work enough, the master does not give him all that he needs. If he doesn't, even if he doesn't make enough money, it's not the master's issue. So then when he has extra from his work, the master should also not be entitled. In other words, you can't, you can't have it both, both ways. If when I'm short, you don't, have to, you don't have to cover the budget. So when I have extra also, you, should, you shouldn't be entitled to that. So therefore the Bryson teaches us that, that even though you can have this, such a consideration, the hadafa belongs to who? To the master. Yeah. Talk about Evid Kanani that uh, that uh, right. Oh, so he said before, so he's making it tonight and he says he's basically saying that everything's his, but he still you still the other and still has to support him. Children? Children? No, but it's on himself. He says, he says, he says, a guy works for you, you have to pay him something. You can't, he's, you can't, it's not, uh, you have to pay the guy something. So here he says, look, you work. I, I don't have to, we try to bring riots over here that the other can tell him, ain't his uncle. So the Gemara Tun is saying is that he, if he makes a tanai and says that I'm making a tanai with you, that I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not supporting you. Whatever money you make, you keep yourself, you support yourself. So I, I didn't understand it that way. I understood it that, that the Odin has to pay him some money. While he works, the Odin is paying him some money. So he's saying that I don't have to go and pay you lunch time. I don't have to pay you the... That's how I understood it. Okay. okay let's go, let's go. I don't want to... There's a bunch of people online now. I don't want to... I don't want to... Let's, let's take questions offline. Okay, so... So the Gemara asks and says... Um... So the Gemara asks like this: Umay shna la'ari miklot. So what's so uh, special? You're saying that if the uh, if the servant runs away to ari miklot, that dafka in this case. So why why are you uh, picking a dafka case of ari miklot? According to this reasoning, if you if you have adafa uh, and belongs to the master, so why are you saying dafka and ari miklot anywhere? So the Gemara says: Salka You would say that since the Torah says v'choi, 
since the Torah says, right, the Torah says, V'nos el achas men aharem ha'el v'choy. In other words, ovid leich yusat You have to make sure that he has parnosa in a nice way and make sure that he has what to live off. Therefore, the Bible tells me that even though the, the, the master can still take the extra um, that he makes from, um, from his uh, servant. Hadaf. The Hadaf of the extra, yeah. Now, so, but from the fact that the later clause of the Bryson teaches, but the fact that um, the Sefa says that if the wife is so the Baila is the husband does has to have to support him, support her, sorry. So you can learn from here that the Bryce is talking about a case where he did not say this to her. In other words, what did he say? The fact that the Bryce has said, which it's it's mashma that we're dealing with a case where he did not say to her, uh, spend your own money to sustain yourself, which is why he has to sustain her. So the Gemara says the Amrla because if we're talking about that he didn't make the stipulation with her by the Ma'achayev, why is the husband Chayev to support her? So the Gemara says and with the Sefer the Amrla and from the fact that the that the later clause. The Bryce is speaking about a case where he did not say this to her. Must be that the Reisha is not talking where he said this to the slave, spend your own earnings and sustain yourself. In other words, the two uh, cases of the Bryce must be referring to a similar case or they would not have been taught together. So the Gemara says, Really, actually, the Bryce is referring to a case where the master said to the, the, the Odin said to the slave that spend your own earnings and sustain yourself. And the husband really said the same uh, same statement. But however, in the case of the woman, is referring to a situation when her earnings are not sufficient for her own sustenance. So the Gemara asks, but the fact that the the the, the last seifa uh, teaches, it says, the fact um, that the seifa says, if the husband said to her, spend your earnings to sustain yourself, so the Allah is rashay, he's permitted. Must be that the Rashi is talking about that he didn't say anything. So my answer is this: like this. This is what the Bryce means to say. If her earnings um, are enough to pay for her sustenance, and he said to her, "Spend your earnings to sustain yourself." Rashi is permitted for him to say this. So the Gemara asks that Maspekes, if the Bryce is referring to a case where. Uh, her earnings is enough. Lamai memra. What's the purpose of stating this halacha about Ari Miklat? It should work always. So the Gemara answers and says, You would say that I have a pasuk that says that uh, from this pasuk we learn that it's improper for a wife to spend too much time outside her home. Exactly. So this woman's husband, Lachayr, should be concerned that when she's in the Ari Miklat, she should not work at home but uh, stay at home. So Kamashalon, therefore the Bible teaches us that there's no need to be concerned about this. And her husband may say to her, basically, you spend your earnings to sustain yourself, even in Aurimikla, but don't worry about Okay, now with regards to the question of whether Odin can decide to stop providing sustenance for his slave while the slave continues to serve him. So now the Gemara says, let us say that Pemes, this is a Machlikis Tanoim. It was taught. Shimagamil says, A slave can say to his master in years of famine, he says like this, 
the, the, um, the slave tells his master in Bishnei Batseris, in the years of famine, he says, either you sustain me from poverty or you have to release me. His master has a permission to basically retain his ownership over him, even without sustaining him. That's, that's, that's the machlekes tanoim. So the Gemara says, my lab, must be, what do they disagree with? They disagree that the Marsavar, that the Chachamim hold, that an Odin can tell, say to the slave that he should work for him and not, uh, not, the Marsavar Yochol, the from the fact that the Brisa said that the Chacham said, Roshus Biyad Rabbi means that we see that uh, the Odin can tell his servant, work for me and I'm not going to sustain you. And Roshim Gamliel says that only uh, Roshim Gamliel holds that the master cannot say so, um, and therefore he's required to free him. So the Gemara says, the Tizbara, do you really understand the Machlekes this way? Do you think this is Machlekes? Now, use this expression, either sustain me or free me. It's not, it's not an accurate expression. The Bryce should have said, He should have said, either sustain me or give me my earnings for my sustenance, if that's the case. Why are you, what's the difference if it's a years of famine or not? The same Machlekes should apply in all years. Where it says, Allahumma what are we dealing with over here? The Bryce we're dealing with the case when the when the master said to the slave, say Maisiadecha Limizinaisecha. Spend your earn your earnings to sustain yourself. And during the years of famine, Loy Suffolk, the slave's earnings is not enough to provide for himself. So that's the Machlikas. The Machlikas says, can he say uh, um, can he say either uh, release me? And the Chacham say he can't. So the Gemara explains. Ben Gamliel says, Either sustain me or free me. Why? So that people will see me, that I'm in a helpless state, and they're going to have mercy and provide me with stockin'. Those who have mercy on, on regular people will have mercy on a slave. So it's not necessarily for the slave to be free for him to receive generous uh, generosity from people. So the Brisa basically has, is, is not even talking about a case if the master can say uh, work for me or not. It's talking about a total different case. Okay, so now the Gemara doesn't let go and it says again, Toshma, come, I'll bring you a proof from the following statement. The Omar Rav, Rav says, Hamaktish yodei avdei, if a person now um, in the case of a person now, like he, 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 um, he consecrates the hands of a slave, he says that basically all the work that my slave is going to do is going to belong to the base of Midrash. And what happens is, is by saying that, that the Yidei Avda is hektish, what comes out is that uh, basically uh, any work that the slave does, he can't really do any work uh, on his behalf. So, so what do you do? So the slave... What does he do? The slave now borrows and eats. And afterwards, he performs work and he repays what he borrowed. So, we should conclude from this uh, Rav statement that the can come out that a master can tell a slave, work for me and I will not sustain you. <laughs> right? In this case, the Odin prevented a slave from working for himself. And yet, he's not required to provide for him. Well, what happened over here? The Adain 
was makdish the, the hands of the servant, and now the servant, basically anything that he works belongs to the hektish. So what does he do? He has to borrow and, and pay back. So, and, and the other is off the hook. So we see the khaira that uh, So the says, no, what are we dealing with the case of where the master provides sustenance for him? So the says, if so, if that's the case that the, that the master gives him sustenance, so so now the question is, so then why, is, why does he find it necessary to eat? The master is giving him food, so why is, why is he buying his own food? So this Lumar says, it's talking about extra food. In other words, he's hungry and he wants to have additional food that he wants to eat. He wants to have a good snack at night. <laughs> okay. So the Adam doesn't have to pay him, but uh, to pay for it, but uh, he wants that. So Lumar says, but if so, let, now you have, let the, uh, the, the hektish, in other words, the, the temple treasurer, let him say to this to the uh, to the um, servant, tell him ad hashka sagiloch Until now, uh, it was enough for you without the extra. Now too should be enough without the extra. In other words, why are you looking for more food? So the chera, the hektish should belong to the adafa as well. So the says hektish gufi nechali that the it's preferable for the for the for the the treasurer itself that he work and eat more why in order that the value of the slave will be enhanced when he consumes the extra amount he will become stronger now it says in the instead that the slave borrows and eats and afterwards he performs work and repays the loan so the Gemara says the Gemara asks now when he works, he, the work immediately becomes hectish, because we said his hands is hectish. So, so how could so exactly? So how could he repay the loan back? That's the Gemara's question. So Gemara says very simple: the The slave performs work for less than the value of a pruta. So and we know anything worth worth less than a pruta is not hectish. So therefore, he can collect these small sums. He collects what he uh, less than a pruta, and he and he pays it back. You know, uh, very little. So the says, "Hachinam So too, it makes sense. The Amr Rav Rav says, If a person is magnish the hands of a slave, the slave works and eats. The Eloi Avdin Man as if the slave does not work for himself, who will work and provide for him? In other words, so um, what, what do we see from Rav? He says that that the um, I guess that the, that the, the hectic of the hands doesn't work. So the Gemara explains. If you say that the halacha the Rav said that the slave borrows and repays refers to a situation where his master provides sustenance for him, and this is because, in general, he cannot say to him, in other words, like we said, work for me and I will sustain. And the second halacha is referring to a case where the master does not provide with him sustenance, and therefore he cannot be makdish's slave's hands. So then it makes a lot of sense. There's no steer between the two statements of Rav. But if you say that the first halacha is speaking about a case where the Odin does not provide sustenance for him and the hektish is effective because he can tell his slave, work for me, but I'm not going to sustain you. So what is the meaning? Um, so then, and then in the case that the slave does not does work for himself, the Eloi Ovdin Man 
And now, if the slave does not work for himself, who will work for him? Let whoever desires work for him. In other words, the, the slave will be, will be forced to sustain himself from tzedakah. But this is, uh, and, and the khair, there shouldn't be the concern of the, melon, of the master. So Mar said, The is that a person cannot tell his servant, you, um, sustain your, you work for me, but I will not sustain you. So from here, even though we try to bring tons of rayas, we conclude from here that this is the case, that a person cannot say, <coughs> you sustain yourself and I will not, you um, support, you, you um, work for me and I will not sustain you. You can't, you can't enforce that. And the Ketubah also says you have to provide for your wife. Correct. Here we're talking about, a, um, not a wife, we're talking well, about a Evid, yeah. Toshmau, come and hear another um, concern, the same Shaila. <coughs> I'm going to do Thank you. So now, it's just like this. So somebody cuts off the hand of another slave. Somebody mm-hmm. comes and he cuts off the hand of another slave. So the Allah is, He has to give compensation for the loss of livelihood. In other words, he has to pay for the slave's inability to work as a result of the injury. <coughs> and the medical cost also goes to the master. Now, and the slave who can no longer work <coughs> is sustained from tzedakah. <coughs> so the Gemara says, no, let's learn from this price. Let's learn from Rabbi Yechelen here <coughs> that if the master said, Work for me and I will not sustain you. So the khair should work. So why how do you see that from this price? Because otherwise the other would not receive compensation for the time in the form of payment for the slave's earning while the slave lives off stuck. In other words, we're saying that has to give the medical cost to his master and and now, so the fact is, the fact that the uh, master would not, re- otherwise the master would not receive compensation for his time uh, in the form of payment for the slave's earning while the slave lives off tzedakah. So the Gemara says, we're talking about we're dealing with a case where the master provides sustenance for him. So the Gemara says, so why is, he, why is he going to tzedakah? He has sustenance. So the Gemara answers and says, we're talking about extra. So if this is so, why are you saying sustained from tzedakah? It should have said that he mispartners from me by should have said that he earns his livelihood from there. Or, or he should have said he earns his living from tzedakah. It must be that yachol. From here we can conclude that a person could say to his wife, sorry, to his, to his slave, work for me but I will not sustain. Okay. Now, Amar Mar, we learned, Nason shifted of us to the rabbi, that he can give compensation for the that he that he has to give compensation for the slave's loss of livelihood and his medical costs for his uh, his oven. <coughs> so the Gemara says, with regards to the compensation for the for the shifta shifta his livelihood shifta, it's obvious that the uh, in other words the master had a lot of loss when the slave does not work, so obviously he has to pay. So the Gemara says, us it's really necessary to tell me. They mention only the medical costs. So the Gemara says, why is the payment for the medical costs given to the to the Adin? 
Shouldn't the medical cost belong to him? As he needs to be healed with it. Here we're talking about a case where the doctors estimated that this blow or this wound would heal in five days, and they made a, uh, and they made a strong medicine for him, and he was healed really in three days, instead of five. So you would think that Tzara, that since the pain suffered by the slave by taking the strong medicine that caused um, a decrease and the cost of healing was his, right? Because he had the Mr. Snever for the for the for the medicine. So did they use, so the khair the extra money should go to him. Therefore, Rabbi teaches us that this is not the case, and even this money belongs to the master, not the slave. Tanya we learned in a Braisa. Okay, so now he says like this. In regards to the discussion. It's in the mayor and the Chacham, it says in the Brisa that Rabbi Lazar said that we said to mayor, but isn't it an interest of a slave to leave his master to freedom? So Amar Lanu, he said to us, no, it's a detriment to him. Why? Because if the Evid was Evid Kayin, he's possibly not Trumma. Now, what would it be? So we said to him, but what would it be if the master wishes not to sustain him, not provide him with a living? So the khair should be rashi, it should be permitted. So therefore, the slave does not lose out when he is free, as he was not guaranteed sustenance in any event. Okay. So now, Omar Lanu, Rameir said to us, what did Rameir say? That even if the ma- Thank you very much. Thank you. He says this, even if the master is not obligated to provide for him, it's still permitted for the slave to uh, partake of truma. Now, why? What's the proof to this? He says this. What would be in case if the slave of a of a coin who fled from his master, or let's say you have the wife of a pre of a of a of a coin that uh, rebelled against her husband. In other words, she refused to, to fulfill the obligations that a woman has to. So, the, so the din is are they not permitted to partake of truma? So, Now, um, this slave who was free is not allowed to partake of truma, even truma that belongs to other kainim. But in, in regards to a woman, um, the divorce is a detriment to her. She can truma because it causes her to lose um, truma and, and lose her sustenance. So now the Gemara wants to analyze the Brisa. What did the Chachamim say to the mayor, and what did he respond to them? So he says, Another, um, So he says, this is what the mayor was saying to them. You answered me about sustenance, that the master, that the other is not required to provide for his slave. But, how are you going to answer me on Truma? And he says, If you're going to say that, uh, that, um, that if the master desires he could throw a, a get shikhr within within Dalat Amas of the slave and disqualify him from truma. Now the Allah, so the din is that the slave can prevent this from happening by leaving his master and escaping and going out of the world. In other words, if he acts in this way, his master will be unable to free him and he can continue to have truma. Okay, now we're holding off you gimel. We're gonna hold what time is it? 
Okay, Omai, so he says this, and Ramirez says this, Omai, Ilu Evich, Koyen Shabarach, Vesh, Koyen Shabarach, Bailo, and what would be in the case of the slave of a coin who fled from his master, or a wife, or Eishas Koyen Shabarach, Bailo, or a wife of a coin who rebelled against her husband, Hala Echel Metruma, nevertheless, they can still eat Truma, Vezei, in a Yochel. Okay, so the Gemara asks, Shapra Kamal, the Chedra Meir is saying, is responding very well to the Chachamim. So Amarav, Rav says, Hainu Tukom Mahadi Lebe Masnisen, this is what they answered to him, in the Mishnah, they said, They said because remember we asked before, what does it mean he, that he, uh, that the uh, that the guy is his master's acquisition? So he says, because if the master wants to disqualify his slave from having truma, he can uh, take four dinners from any uh, yid in exchange for the slave, and thereby he'll disqualify him. In other words, he can sell the sell the guy in a second, and will disqualify him from. Uh, truma. So the Gemara says, "Lord Mayor, Quinter Mayor, Tinech Evet Koyen, granted by Evet Koyen, Evet Yisrael Michael Mayor. What about Evet Yisrael? Mayor Shmuel Bar Yisrael, Meish Mafsidim Mishpacha Gnanis, because by freeing uh, him from his master, it causes him to lose the option of having relations with Evet Gnanis." Gemara says, "Adarabu Matir Baschern. Now this guy can go ahead and marry Baschern." So the Gemara says, and this Chassidus always quotes this line, "Avda Be'afkeda Nicheli," that a a servant would rather be free. In other words, the, the, he'd, rather, he'd rather be an Efkeris. Zilo lay, because she is lowly to him, and Shechicha this Evet Knanis is available for him, and Pritzalei, she's unrestricted to him, and this Evet, even though he can marry Baskerin, he'd rather have uh, this, uh, this, this type of relationship. Okay, we're holding now uh, Dafid Gimel, so the Seder tomorrow is going to be like this. Tomorrow, 8.45, right, right after Shachas, we'll do uh, Yud Gimel, and then two o'clock before Shabbos we'll finish the Pedic. Then Sunday, I think Sunday and Monday we'll do two blot, and then or sorry, Sunday, yes, yeah, Sunday and Monday we're going to do two blot, and then Tuesday we're back to one blot.